Man, I bet you can play Rock Lobster and then the Monster Mash back to back, and that's going to be no, it's no. going to be a good time. I bet you're a super duper DJ if you can do that. <laughs> like, wow, I didn't know those two went together. Hi, and welcome to the Heart of British Podcast. I'm your host, Ike Michaels. With me, as always, my partner in crime, Chris King. Hello. Uh, the man that is being held together with uh, barbed wire and <laughs> willpower <laughs> on the ones and twos, the sauce boss of Indianapolis, the meat cake champion of 2020, Zach Roan. Hey there. And very special guest with us in studio tonight, uh, entrepreneur, restaurateur, yeah. Jay Wolf of uh, Jay's Lobster and Fish Market. I'm glad you're wearing the shirt there. That helps me. <laughs> that out is of, really helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the program, sir. Well, it's funny. Most people call it JS Lobster. They don't, uh, they don't notice <laughs> the wow. apostrophe. What I've learned, what I've re- been reminded of in talking to Jay before this is that customers are idiots <laughs> and they're the worst. And if we didn't need them to move along the food industry, it would be fantastic. They're just the goddamn worst. Well, I, I think it's I think it's a lot of little. Uh, but Not we appreciate of, them and we yes, love them. Yes, yes, no, we absolutely love them. <laughs> As a man who relies on customers, <laughs> you're doing what you can, and, and you you love them, and, and obviously appreciate all the hype you're getting. We talked about that a little bit, mm-hmm. but for me and my house. I don't want to serve anyone anymore. <laughs> so that's how I feel about. I think a lot of people like you just cease to exist. Like you come, and yeah. they, they see you, and you you exist, and they leave, and you cease to exist, and they don't really think about like, yeah. how did all that stuff get made? Yeah, what does an apostrophe mean? That's, I don't know. That's these a nice. Are, I think that's questions. a nice place to live. That's a nice place to be. Like I don't know how these buns got here, but how they got here was complicated, and I don't need to know about that. I'm just enjoying a sandwich, and I'm also allergic to gluten, maybe or maybe not. There are people that's that's nice to live that way. Unfortunately, we've seen how the sausage is made. And I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> it is. Uh, I mean, do you have this problem when, like, when when you go out to eat? Do you are you like the gears just turning and you're kind of just like looking at every other businesses and like, oh, I wonder how they're doing this and how they're doing that. Like, I still have that in me every time I go out. I can't. Yeah, it used to be a problem a lot. Um, I would get heavy anxiety when I would go out oh. and if ticket times were taking a while or mm-hmm. I didn't feel yeah. like the table was being touched enough or just things were out of place. It would really bother me. Um, I don't know. Then I hit another point in life after years of being in the business, and now I just whatever. Yeah, no, that's a nice. Place to be. Well, I would be. That's the thing is like, it's why not, am I stressing about your business? <laughs> Whether you die, live, or die, I'm still gonna walk out of here full. Yeah. It doesn't matter to me at all. Well, I used to get stressed out about people not having full salt and pepper shakers. Like when there was space on the salt and pepper shakers. Oh, like, yeah. oh man, I hope they fix that because somebody's gonna come in here. Somebody, some Someone's. lunatic is gonna come in here and freak out about the salt and pepper. I hope they know about it. Oh well, I'm sane. <laughs> What well, is Super Bowl Sunday? And of course, that means it's the, I believe it's the Peacocks versus the, the Game Hens. Is yeah. that who's going ahead? Yeah, the Blue Jays got knocked out. Yeah, well, you know, that's better luck next time, Albuquerque. I think it's the Cornish Game Hens. <laughs> the Cornish Game Hens. Oh, the Cornish yes. Game Hens, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, as is tradition, I guess now our second year in a row, yeah. uh, Super Bowl Sunday, uh, smorgasbord. Yeah. Um, so we play a little game here on Heart of Brunch. Yeah. Where Chris King uh, guesses what he just ate. I just yeah. bring out the food. A lot uh-huh. of the time, Chris King's not exactly 100% sure. Yeah. So we're going to play a little game called, Hey, 
What do you think you just ate? Well, what's funny is Jay literally just gave me a look that like, well, clearly you know what we just ate today <laughs> because it's just Super Bowl food. Essentially, we had TGI Fridays uh, served in a tapas format, so you should clearly know what it is, but you'd be surprised. I, I, I didn't know there's the aioli question. I didn't know what aioli was. Yeah. Uh, there was, so yeah, I could I could still screw it up. You learn a lot on this show. Well, I do. I do. I learned that I don't know anything. That's what I learned. I come in here thinking like, I, I know a little bit about food. I've been in the food industry for a while, but today, for instance, I called that uh, artichoke chip I I thought it was uh, gravy. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't gravy. Okay? <laughs> it was artichoke chip. I really thought, like, well, that's pretty cool. If he, he's going to take a, a sausage, uh, you know, sawmill gravy and put that on chips, like, good for him. Yeah, it was just spinach dip. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the first course. That yeah, was the first spinach artichoke dip. Spinach artichoke dip. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was, that was it. But you could put them in patties. I thought, you know what the thing is? Before you dip the chip in there, I thought we were eating the gravy patties. I thought he did that. Oh, just like a puck? A puck full of dip? Yeah. Is that like a thing you can do? No? Sure. Yeah, if you get it cold enough, Ugh. you can puck anything. <laughs> God, God damn it! God damn it! Uh, yeah, Jay, this is going to be a great uh, thing for your business. What you're doing here? Puck anything if you freeze it long enough. Okay, that's the podcast we're doing today. Uh, and then, and then you did. We had the uh, there were. I'm, I'm not going to go in order, but there were the jalapeno poppers. Yeah, with wrapped in bacon. The was it bruschetta inside of it? No. Is bruschetta a cheese? I don't know what you're saying. Damn it. I thought you were just making things up. Is that not a cheese? What's <laughs> the, what's it? No, it Zach? Just, it was just cream cheese. Cream cheese? Yeah. Cream cheese made a lot of appearances it did. today. <laughs> it did. I bought a lot of it, so. Yeah, it seems like you did. Spread the, it around. The restaurant that I'm eating at clearly is ready to get rid of the cream cheese. <laughs> I didn't realize, you know what's, what I did realize, though, and I'll get to the last thing later, but Jay pointed out, I was like, I, I never, I think, I, I like that you put cream cheese on chips. I, forget, I didn't realize he did that until like Jay comes in and it's nice to have an adult who works in the food industry yeah. come in and like, are you guys, you guys eat this? Oh, yeah. good, good for you. <laughs> and then I look at Doug like, are we not supposed to be eating that? I didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> I wasn't aware cream cheese was going to be part of every course. but Every yeah. course. It was crazy. I, I, I didn't know you could do so much with it, but I did. Uh, yeah. So the jalapeno poppers, the gravy and chips. Then we had the gigantic turkey wings. Yes. With barbecue sauce on them. Which I smoked those all day yesterday. Yeah, down at the down at the shop. Okay, I, but the thing is, the only thing I took away from those turkey legs is turkey legs. Have I told the turkey leg story on this podcast? I know you know the story about when I was at Taste Chicago and I was eating a turkey leg over a garbage can. Yeah. And then weeks later, <laughs> I lost 50 pounds. But turkey legs are never something you should be eating around other people. They're, you're supposed to be by yourself in a dark room covered in a towel. And wearing your underwear <laughs> yeah. and eating them. That's why you don't see wings at a lot of cocktail no. parties. <laughs> and poor Jay doesn't know any of us. We don't know Jay. Like, hey, here's the, the most difficult food <laughs> in the world. Have some fun having food acrobatics. I don't know why you would do that to anybody. And so the drumstick, I've learned a lot about wings. I've learned a lot about the, what's, the, I don't know what the pieces are, the technical name for pieces. Bones, are. I believe they're called bones. <laughs> 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 they but, hold the chicken together. No, but there's the wing. There's a wing, and then there's a drumstick. Yeah, well, I don't know what the the actual wings are. Wings? Yeah. Just call them wings. I think it's flats and drums. Flats and drums. Which ones? Oh yeah, okay. So the flat would be that. Flaps. Yeah, I don't like the flaps. You kept bringing out the flaps. Those are so complicated. <laughs> and I said, hey, man, I think these drumsticks are going to be easier to eat, so that we as a, as people looking at each other yeah. having a conversation could eat drumsticks. And you just kept coming out with flaps. I did. And Jay made the but attempt. He, but he lubed them up with blue cheese. <laughs> <laughs> he did lube up. Nice. If you lube, you can, 
You can puck anything if you want to cream cheese. Uh, yeah, but they were comical. Dad made an attempt at the flaps. Yeah. And he was he was sorry for it. He tapped out. I looked at him in the eyes the whole time he was doing it, and he just put it down. <laughs> they want to eat it. Yeah, I was going to tuck him so they could get the nice little triangle. Yeah. But then I was like, it's kind of cool that there's just like a full like bat yeah. wing hanging out. It would be delicious if I wasn't in front of people. That, that, I, don't, I don't like eating wings alone. It's like Popeye's chicken and wings, two things you don't eat in front of people. And then you made like a bigger version of that. Like, hey, if you were embarrassed by regular wings, wait till you've had a turkey. What a dick. <laughs> it's definitely just, a shame-eating situation. It sure was. Yeah. It sure was. I'm going to take one home, and I'm going to eat by myself on the floor. It'll be delicious. Uh, so we had shame wings, and then we had – you did have the nacho cheese fountain. Did you Unfo- take a picture of that? Unfortunately, no, I didn't because it didn't, it didn't work. I think no. – so I think that's really just a chocolate fountain. I don't think it likes any other uh, stuff being put into it. I mean, that's what it says on the box. <laughs> uh, explicitly, it says, <laughs> yeah, do no, not I mean, put anything else in here. I know. I was, I was telling Jay that last year we did ranch yeah. and made the mistake of, of just having a bubbling crude of hot ranch for everybody. <laughs> but it looked like the in, the motor did better with the ranch yeah. than the cheese. I, I mean, so did you just put the cheese straight in? No, heat it up a little bit. But you didn't, like, thin it with a little bit of milk or something like that? No, that would have been a great idea. <laughs> I was going to say that before I Zach, left, you, but usually, I thought... usually you're my sous chef, and you're yeah. over here to help me out and avoid these pratfalls. Sous chef <laughs> is basically just him, stand, him standing behind you, shaking his head. In yeah, the, don't, total. don't do that. <laughs> just stop doing that. But the ranch seemed to work out better than the nacho cheese did. It, pu- it pumped through the through, yeah. the through the pump, yeah. Yeah. This kind of, I think it's ruined. I think it may have just ruined. Yeah, we've broken your, we, we owe you at least one fountain sack. Uh, yeah, so I had that. I just took the top off the cheese because that was the only cheese oh, you that ate was. That? Oh, okay. That's what you say to people. <laughs> you also ate that with our guest, Jay. <laughs> I mean, oh, you I guess, ate that. If I, if I just saw cheese not pumping out of a fountain, I probably wouldn't have I, That's in. why I ate the top. The top was moving oh, around. Okay. It looked like the bog of eternal stench, but it was cheese. <laughs> yeah, we ate that. God damn it. Don't put it on the table and say, wow, I can't that's a garnish. That giant motorized cheese. That's just yeah, for looks. That that's was, not for eating. No. <laughs> I'm not even sure that's cheese. <laughs> You're a real son of a bitch. All right. Well, we play. Apparently, I played a game of Double Dare. Well, uh, with then food the, edition. the main course, I guess, or the the last course. Yeah, I I got one of those. Uh, I tried to work around more cream cheese because I'd had a lot of cream cheese. <laughs> yeah. So I had one that just had as much of Jay's lobster as I could put on there. Yeah. It was delicious. Yeah, Jay brought some lobster, and we did a little, uh, little collaboration di- collaboration dish. Yeah. Uh, uh, surf and turf, um, steak, and lobster nachos. I'm ready for a nap, you know. Yeah, no, I'm definitely feeling it right now. It was now. a lot, yeah. <laughs> but that's that's when Jay, uh, when he saw that what you did, what you did to his lobster, he's like, "Oh, cream cheese. <laughs> we haven't done that before. <laughs> that's a way to go. <laughs> uh, not a way I would go, but I guess you know, every day's an adventure." It was either that or the the nacho cheese pump. I, didn't yeah, want to, yeah, I was going to say, at least you didn't, didn't try that. to shove it in the nose. Is that what, is that what you were, were you supposed to use, the nacho cheese from the pump? And you're like, well, well, that's not edible. Meanwhile, Jay's had at least four pumps of that cheese. In my mind. You killed the man. In my mind, we were going to have these awesome steak tacos, and we were all just going to be like what? dunking them in this cheese fountain. It was yeah, going to be great. Yeah. You know what I want to go to? I want to go to a restaurant where they serve you something, and then later they come out and say, what I was going to do was I was going to make something amazing. You got what you got, but I was going to do something. Every time I eat here, it's like, I was going to make something incredible. I'm sorry it was what you ate. 
I know there has to be some of our listeners that never look at the Instagram and all they yeah. know about Heart of Brunch is your descriptions of the food. Yeah. And they're like, this guy can't cook. Why does this guy even have a show? If Just so you know, whenever I do, like I have my own podcast now. I'm on that Snap podcast. I, we've been on other podcasts. What I always tell people when I describe this show is you make amazing food and then I spend about an hour making fun of it. Yeah. That's the show. <laughs> that, that is. Yeah, I, I always say it's great. It was great. It was all incredible. Well, you, you know, you know who makes amazing food that cannot be made fun of is Jay Wolf. Yeah, I mean, we can try to make fun. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. So, Jay, you were telling me before uh, there that you, so you you started your very first first uh, food truck was in Los Angeles. Uh, no, I had a restaurant in Los Angeles, and I saw this lobster truck that kept pulling up around the block, That's and right. um, you know. One, I'd never had a lobster roll till then. And two, oh. it looked like they were having a lot of success out of a truck and uh, switching, you know, looking at my big brick and mortar restaurant yeah. uh, with lots of employees, lots of square footage and rent. And this couple on a truck selling lobster, I was like, I want, I want, what, these guys, I want what yeah. these guys got. Um, and not to mention the fact that I love the lobster roll so much. I would sometimes like drive an hour in traffic, which was yeah. only like two blocks in uh, LA, um, of course to go find this food truck. And, um, I absolutely loved the whole idea of lobster rolls. And I took my first trip out to the East coast and, uh, you know, literally, uh, flew into Boston, rented a car, drove to Cape Cod, and then all the way up the coast to Maine and just stopped at every lobster place I could That's, find. That was like the best road trip ever. It was. Yeah. Um, can you, for our Midwestern audience, can you yeah. just do a, like a quick explanation of the, the the majesty that is the lobster roll? Yeah, uh, and that's a good point because uh, a lot of people in the Midwest specifically uh, think we are a sushi restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, I didn't think about that, but that adds up. Yep. Uh, we get asked that a lot. Uh, or, or it's great when uh, you see someone walking by and, you know, guy will be like, hey, honey, you want to try the uh, lobster roll? And she's like, I don't want sushi right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like it's not sushi. <laughs> oh, they're already gone. <laughs> They're already eating hot dogs. We're, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, you know, if you go to like the East Coast, Maine, Boston, you know, Connecticut, all over there, uh, you know, I liken it to people as, you know, how like the pork tenderloin is kind of like our thing here. Yeah. You go to Chicago, the Chicago dog is their thing. Uh, that is what the lobster roll is to the East Coast. Uh, you can even find those things at McDonald's um, out there. It's called the McLobster. What? Yeah. It's <laughs> Why do we know about it's that? It's a real thing. Have you had it? I have. How terrible is it? Or I mean, is it good? Uh, I mean, probably shouldn't order it. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> listen, my, McDonald's doesn't listen to this. You can talk to us about McDonald's. I would love to try that. Yeah. I, I, just, I mean, look, if you look it up, uh, you'll find photos uh, on Google. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's how prevalent it is out there. Um, and... Uh, lost my train of thought <laughs> well you were so you were doing the tour you were on the east coast yeah, yeah, yeah. Eating so, lobster so rolls. i was out there and uh you know i love the lobster rolls and um oh yeah to explain what a lobster roll is uh so you know it's their thing kind of like our pork tenderloin here but a uh, lobster roll is a toasted bun and it's yeah. a specific kind of bun they call it a new england bun so it's like a hot dog bun but it's uh kind of a little larger and it's flat on each side and um, we take that bun, we toast, butter and toast it. We put a strip of mayo at the bottom, a little bit of lettuce, chunks of chilled lobster meat. That's important. A lot of people here think we're going to fry it or it's going to be served warm. 
Uh, we do it chilled, and then a warm butter on top, and we put a dash of Old Bay seasoning. Oh my God, that's the, that's amazing. Yeah, I'm and dying then for all the food and then that's... because we're from the Midwest, we have to do something a little different, and uh, we offer a spicy version where we'll throw a bunch of jarnara peppers on top. Mm. Oh wow! Uh, kind of like a Chicago, like Italian yeah, beef. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we call that the spicy version. And wow. People love it. But your your story, as you were talking about before we got on here, your story about. Chicago and then coming here and then mm-hmm. sort of not even your when you came to Indianapolis when you came mm-hmm. to Indiana it was not your idea to, to like oh I'm gonna bring the lobster roll to Indianapolis which, which I don't think anyone's ever said ever <laughs> <laughs> said, no, one, no one's like you know what Indianapolis means ocean more more ocean based dishes uh, but it, it's funny this summer so we uh, we took the food truck not just throughout Indianapolis but I mean we literally hit a lot of Indiana like yeah. all the way up to Lafayette down to Bloomington every little town in between. And sometimes we'd show up in like a little town and I, I would like joke with my guys. I'm like, I am willing to bet no one has ever sold a lobster roll in Lapel, Indiana <laughs> yeah, until yeah. today. That's yeah. forever. You'll have that forever. You were yeah. the first the first and probably only lobster yeah. lobster roll that's out there. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But, probably lobster, period. <laughs> period. Look yeah. at these wet bugs. Yeah. But they I mean Martinsville, we are the first. Oh, <laughs> I'm from Martinsville. It's a terrible place. No one should ever go there. I don't want to promote Martinsville. Hey, we love Martinsville. They they loved it. So. Ah, I'm sure they're, they're, they're I'm sure there's some good people there. Not a lot though. So that knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> I've been pulled over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a story oh. for another time. Uh, but you, but you basically, when you came to Indiana, you would, you had really given up on the food scene when you left Chicago. You had a bunch of stuff going on in Chicago. Yeah, so I, I've been doing the lobster thing for what you know almost 10 years now yeah uh you know mentioned seeing it in la and then i didn't want to do the concept in la because it was already being done by quite a few people and being originally from indianapolis i decided to move back to the midwest chicago seemed like a good opportunity to uh you know start a food truck food trucks were also like a budding industry in Mm. chicago at the time uh, so I got into that and I ended up opening a bunch of brick and mortars doing the truck truck was very popular. Yeah. You mentioned taste Chicago. We were at taste Chicago four years in a row. We awesome. were the highest selling food truck every year. Wow. Wow. Um, it was, you know, really big business for us. Yeah. Um, but after, you know, four or five years of doing it and growing and also kind of being a one man show over the whole company. Yeah. Um, you know, I just kind of got burnt out. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it, the, time came where we had to close and i had the food truck and i had a bunch of my belongings that needed to go somewhere and i came back to indianapolis and i drove that food truck here because i didn't want to rent a u-haul right uh got the truck yeah i didn't have any i didn't have any intention of bringing the truck here right. for business purposes other than uh i needed a mode of transportation and then I had it parked down in Fountain Square, and I kept getting phone calls like, "When are you when are you taking the truck up?" <laughs> so Where, the truck where, has all the all the propaganda and everything on the side of the it truck. Had all, yeah, it had all, all the, the propaganda the still. Yeah. Um, I have a, uh, I, I for years I've had the eight hundred number eight five five lob roll. Wow! So that's on the back of uh, the truck. So people kept calling it, and it you know forwards to my phone. <laughs> And I mean, I'd be sitting there, you know, mind my own business being like, yeah, I'm out of the lobster business. And then, yeah. oh, look, the lobster hotline's calling. Um, yeah. And then, you know, one day somebody just, uh, a few friends, just like, just take it out, man. Yeah. Just, just see what happens. Yeah. And I was like, you know, all right. So I called some of my uh, guys in Maine that I used to get the lobster, called some guys in Chicago who would sent my buns. Yeah. And uh, uh, literally just me for, uh, you know, the first couple of months, just took the truck out and uh, did what I could. And it started working out, and then That's it, just, it just kept gra- gaining traction. And yeah, 
I like this story as we talked about when we sort of had this conversation before we went on here. I like the story because uh, Dyke did a similar situation uh, mm-hmm. with the food truck, but his uh, if, if as far as like the bar graphs go, it seems like they kind of make an X where yours is like going, you know, it's kind of down because you mm-hmm. love Chicago. And then accidentally you're like, well, I guess I'll just make lobster. And then it just sort of kept happening. And then Dyke was, you, Dyke, you on the other side that we're working really hard and it, it didn't go that way. There was lots of fires <laughs> <laughs> and tears. I remember, I remember tears. I remember lots of tears. Yeah. The I know a lot of the tears kind of people... blend together after a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I will, I will say this. Well, I definitely we purposely don't have propane on our truck. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. That way we don't have the fires. To put yeah. Out. That's, uh, that, that, that would have been, been one. That would be a good idea. <laughs> a lot of things we learned after the food truck. Uh, that could have been great before the food truck. Well, there's, there's something that only like other food, like there's definitely been a time in my life where my two vehicles were a bicycle and a food truck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a, like either one are hard to take a date on. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I used to be married, and uh, my wife called me one time shortly after I got the food truck, and I was just really excited to have it. But I also was on the way back from a you know thing, and we're in Chicago, so you don't have like cars. And she calls, she's like, "Hey, you want to come pick me up?" Um, and I don't think it crossed her mind. She thought I'd like get like in a taxi and like meet her there. Yeah, I pulled up in front of Whole Foods right there in Wicker <laughs> Park in my food truck, and was like. Get on in. We're ready. I mean, I got divorced shortly. <laughs> <laughs> it was later that day, actually. <laughs> we drove right to the court. But uh, then... Oh, sorry, you go ahead. Oh, I was yeah. just going to say, isn't it great how everyone just always assumes that you have food ready? And then oh, you're yeah. like, yeah. like, getting to, like you see it, like you're at a, in an impound lot. They're like, hey, can I get a lobster roll? <laughs> like, what do you think's going on here? You know what's hilarious is that exact situation happened to me. <laughs> For real? I swear. I had, a, I had an employee. She parked in the Arby's parking lot when we were over on Georgia Street one day. Yeah. yeah. Afterwards, we, you know, I drive her uh, over to get her car and she starts crying. I'm like, what's wrong? She's like... I think my car got towed. I was like, well, you weren't at Arby's. Mm. Um, So I drove her to the impound lot to go get her car. And as I'm sitting there waiting for her to like, you know, pay her thing, some guy comes up and he's like, how much your lobster rolls? And I thought we were just having a conversation. (laughs) You know, and I I tell him and he was like, all right, I'll take three. I'm like, I'm like, we are not open for business <laughs> right driving, now. Sir. Like they're just in the glove compartment. Like, oh yeah, there's some glove compartment yeah, rules. Yeah, it's like a bag of chips. Yeah, so like you just throw this lobster out pre-made. Of they're just hanging out. Like, yeah. does it look like anything's hot or cooked in here? Or you have, you know, you show up somewhere and they're waiting for you. And literally, the second you pull up, they yeah. you know, start they start knocking on the door. You guys ready? You guys oh, open? Yeah. Does oh. it look like I am? Well, absolutely. Say <laughs> I'm ready. Let's let the, let the sandwiches begin. Yeah, yeah. Like, the universal sign for a food truck being open is the window being open. Yeah, yeah. Well, like yeah. The serving window. One yeah, would think. Of course. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm having, this is a very triggering conversation. I was going to say, this a lot is of like PTSD <laughs> for you. But yeah. then now, but then you, now you're at the garage. Yep. We're Can, in the uh, new food hall over at Bottle Works off Mass Ave. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, what more appropriate place for a food truck to end up with its first brick and mortar than the garage? The garage, yeah, yeah. Um, which is an awesome spot. There's like 13 or 14 other food vendors. It's really uh, cool because it's a lot of local vendors. Um, uh, you know, it's not big corporations. It's, you know, all local food guys. In fact, there's another food truck in there, Gaucho's Fire, who's a Brazilian truck who we worked with a lot over the summer. And, um, yeah, that's where we got our first spot. And then to kind of step it up, not only since we aren't just the truck, we're able to do a lot more things on our menu like we have lobster BLT, you know, we do, um, you know, crab cakes, we do lobster grilled cheese, but we also decided to expand to a full fish market. So you can come and buy like fresh fish, 
Uh, like right now, we got salmon, uh, you know, tuna, scallops, and then you know, jumbo shrimp, crab. Yeah. And we also have a live lobster tank. So oh, wow. where wow. in Indiana can you come see a live lobster tank yeah. and you can choose a lobster? We'll cook them for you. Or you take them home. Wow. So that's amazing. Have yeah. you been to the garage yet? Doc? No, I'm, I'm planning my trip like right now as he's talking about it. Cause also yeah. there's been times where I, there's no live lobster around here around the East side. No, that's I've true. had that problem before on this on this very podcast. Looking for live lobster? Yeah, hey, you never know. That's the thing you run into. That's the problems you've had. Like until he said that, you're like, where in the world am I going to get? No, my live I lobster? mean, there's just nowhere around here. It's that's kind true. of a lobster no, desert. Well, kind of when I when I decided, you know, in the original design phase to put this live lobster tank in yeah. the place, it was like. It, wouldn't it be cool to have a live lobster tank? Yeah. You yeah. never see anybody with a live lobster tank. That's a, that's a huge draw, too. Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah. it's, it definitely brings a lot of people in. But yeah. I, I, now that I have a live lobster tank, I know why you don't see them. Why? They're a lot of work. Oh, <laughs> <they are. laughs> what do you have? Is it the cleaning, or do you have to, like... Well, I don't know what happens to lobster, like, for the lobsters that don't get purchased. I don't know if you put them back in there. They have a little lobster house. To be honest, most of them, uh, you know, they don't last that long yeah. as far as, like... Not that they'll die. They'll actually live for quite some time uh, like pre-opening some of the lobsters you know were in there for three or four weeks just kind of like hanging out yeah. while we were like getting ready to open yeah um you know generally you're going to turn them over on a fairly quick basis before they just die yeah um but it is a, an actual you know salt water tank it's a 150 yeah. gallon salt water ecosystem which you know is not like taking some fresh water and throwing a goldfish from the fair in oh my god there's I mean, so much there's a lot of filters there's a lot of testing um you know just a lot of it's like it's like being in a chemistry class to be honest yeah, and i yeah, didn't yeah. do very well in chemistry <laughs> so uh well you gotta you have to feed them too i'm assuming it's like isn't it's an no, animal you no to, you don't feed no them. no i mean what do they eat yeah they're just nothing like uh, they get the food I, they had and that's it yeah basically wow. i mean uh you know they're there to be, be sold. sold yeah you so. don't hang out with them then you <laughs> get attached like there goes jimmy i mean the first jimmy the <laughs> The first ones that were there, like the weeks before opening, like the whole place was still under construction. Yeah. The other vendors were moving in. And, you yeah. know, some of them became attached. I found out some of them had gotten names from uh, some uh, of the other no. vendors. And they were really upset when we all taste tested. Wow. You're the bad guy in a Disney cartoon, <laughs> sir. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Um, uh, I, I, that's great. I didn't realize, I didn't really put it together. I thought fish market was just kind of like a, yeah, we got seafood. I didn't realize it was a full on functioning fish market. That's you didn't awesome. realize the fish market was a fish market. <laughs> I that's felt like, yeah, yeah. It was just a play on just words. Play play on words. Yeah, like, yeah, we got fish somewhere <laughs> in the back. I don't know. <laughs> it's a, in a quote unquote, it's a market, I suppose. <laughs> Literal fish market. That's the thing. Uh, people are very excited yeah. about this entire project. Um, <clears throat> I, I've been hearing, I've, I've heard and seen stuff about your food truck uh, mm-hmm. before we set up this podcast, and I was very interested. Yeah. But uh, the garage in general, people are very excited. Like that whole side of Mass Ave, I think, is kind of coming alive. I think the the fun is moving down Mass Ave to that to that side. That's hard. Is that hard for you? That's hard for me. That's difficult to have it all moved down because that was always yeah. The, it was when we were kind of rolling on mass ad was was, 10 years ago yeah we're old that sucks <laughs> uh, but but it is all moving down there i feel like that now it, it is like there's that crossroad i guess right by um i i see the cutoff 
as college. Mm-hmm. And then everything on college was like Mass Ave used to be the cool stuff over there. And you don't go past college. Like there's a thing down there. Yeah. And yeah you got to yeah. really want to go. Now it seems like the cool stuff is on the other yeah, side everything's, of college. Yeah. All the, yeah. all the cool stuff. Like your there. parents are going to Mass Ave. They're going to drop the kids off <laughs> yeah. on the other side They're of college. They're going like, to 12 Irish bros. <laughs> yeah, we'll go to 12 Irish brothers. We'll get a Reuben or whatever they have there. Do they make Reubens at 12 Irish? I'm sure they do. That seems right. Hey, let's take I, mean, a, I would hope they would. Let's, yeah. Let's take a quick break and uh, we'll be right back. Yeah. The dog is the most unprofessional podcaster. The dog, the dog has been terrible today. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. For my monster from his slab began to rise, and suddenly, to my surprise, he did the mash. He, he did the, the lobster mash. mash. <laughs> Nice time. That yeah, was good. Although it doesn't really go to the graveyard. It's nice. <laughs> it's like the lobster mess in the graveyard. Like, mmm, graveyard lobster. <laughs> I was eating a lobster roll in the graveyard. I mean, it's still going to be good where, yeah. wherever you Lobster rolls are lobster rolls. You can they're get anywhere. Hi, and welcome back to the Heart of Brunch podcast. We're here live with Jay Wolf. Jay Wolf is such a cool name. Yeah, I've, heard that, like, I've heard that before. It's like so when you call one, I, I don't think it's that interesting. Oh, uh, because you've gone around being Jay Wolf. You're talking to Dyke <laughs> Michaels and Chris Queen. Yeah, Jay Wolf is, and maybe it's just a regular name. We're just like a pie in the sky. Like I'd like to be named after a man. That'd be fun. <laughs> Look at you with your man's name. How lucky you! Like I think it is just a regular man's name. Exactly, sir. Now, did you uh, did you go to school for anything food related, or how did you how did you wind up with that first uh, with that first bar restaurant? Um. No, I actually went to film school for college. Oh, where? Uh, in San Francisco. I went to wow. the Academy of Art and thought I wanted to do film. And that's what brought me to L.A. Because um, I did like a year or two of film school. And then everyone who had gone all the way through and graduated called me. And they're like, yeah, leave now and just come to L.A. <laughs> yeah. And no one cares if you went to film school or not. Of course. Um, you'll still get paid nothing to uh, stand there and, uh, you know, get people coffee. And uh, so I, I went down there, did that for a minute, and then I ended up finding my way into the event industry, so like event production. And uh, you know, there we would we'd throw like you know big big movie premieres, parties like all yeah, over yeah. the country. We did a lot at Super Bowl actually. Like mm. went to like six Super Bowls and yeah. Do you guys like, know about cream cheese? Yeah, we did. We did uh, something for Philadelphia <laughs> cream cheese. Uh, yeah, they, one thing, not an entire menu <laughs> item of like this entire menu is cream cheese. Like, can I get anything else? No, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Can I get no cream cheese? No, I don't think so. And it has to have cream cheese. It's good. I like that you tried to do that. Like, sure, in LA, I bet everything's covered in cream cheese. It's hot and people have to look good. Yeah. You stupid asshole. Our, our Super Bowl parties were a little different. We would do like the Rolling Stone magazine party or the Coors yeah. Light party, you know, yeah. where we'd pay a million dollars for Kanye West to perform for the yeah. night. When you say a little and, bit different, do you and, mean and from... It, and give him like, you know, some cream cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me say, that was nice of you to say it's a little bit different like than this. You think your LA parties are a little bit different than this? I bet it's a lot different. <laughs> we actually came here when the Super Bowl was in Indy oh, and yeah. we did the uh, a big party down by Lucas Oil. Oh, so, that's awesome. That was um, great. Yeah, that you mean yeah. the setup? Were you at that party? No, I just the, uh, the when the Super Bowl was here. That's yeah. that, that whole time. Super yeah. Bowls are great, Dyke. You're right. Well, the weather, yeah. remember the no, weather got right. real nice, and uh, that was yeah. that was a great time. I the, the only thing I remember from Super Bowl though is I had the opportunity <laughs> to work at Brew Burger or um, Harry Nizzy's. Is that the one right by St. Elmo's? Yeah. So in Harry Nizzy's, as you probably remember, they were right in the middle of like Super Bowl Square, mm-hmm. or whatever that little town was, and I chose Brew Burger. 
I was the wrong choice. <laughs> That's all I remember from the Super Bowl. I chose wrong. And a dude that like interviewed with me that was we were gonna start training at the same time. I said, How'd you do? He's like, uh, I'll never make that much money again in my life. Like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Over here slinging burgers. So you're doing events. Yeah, so I was doing events. Um and you know, these were, you know, pretty higher end um events, you know, either for corporations or, you know, some guy and wants you know, calls you and he wants to have like a, you know, big blowout birthday for yeah. you know, his wife or something. Awesome. Well, in 2008, when the economy kind of took a turn, I don't know if you remember, there were a lot of stories <laughs> about those guys who threw those really big parties. <laughs> and uh, we, we saw our industry kind of implode yeah, for a minute. Yeah, um, we went from like, you know, doing Maxim magazine parties and, uh, you know, big movie premieres to me sitting at the California State Fair for an entire month at a GM exhibit that we were hired to do. Oh my it was God. pretty cool. It was like eco-friendly, like cars. We built like a little rainforest. But I remember coming back and telling my boss, was like, not the same. Is this like, are we okay? And he yeah. was like, well, we, we may be taking a new direction. And uh, I was like, yeah, um, you know. So I started looking for other work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, so I ended up getting hired. Uh, I reached out to a guy who owned a bunch of like restaurants and nightclubs in L.A. Okay. and asked him if I could get a job. And uh, he called me back like a week later. And he said, you know, operation side of he had like three nightclubs and like a couple restaurants all in Hollywood and he called me he's like you know operation side of you know our business is not different than just running an event he's like why don't you come and I'll like teach you how to you know do operations yeah I was like cool I get to work at a nightclub and turns out he had more like oh I'm going to teach you how to run a restaurant yeah um so I ended up like hanging out at the restaurant and uh you know I learned a lot and during this same time period, that company took a fall. Wow. So I got, uh, so the, we found out that was going under and the manager of one of the nightclubs reached out to me and he said, you know, hey, meet me at this place. So I came and met him and he's like, well, I'm going to open the first gastro pub in LA. At the time, there wasn't like craft beer bars there. When mm -hmm. was that? When was that? like 12 years ago. Okay. And wow. um, so you keep failing up, is what you're saying. Like, I, 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 I get awesome job. This jobs. is a real Forrest Gump situation. <laughs> yeah, no, no shit. Yeah. God damn it. Like, I'm sitting here listening, like, and wow. then I met the president again. <laughs> again. And he told me that it was amazing again. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't all it, it doesn't work out. It, it, it does work up, out. It goes up and down. Yeah, it goes up and down and then ends yeah. it up. That's where you are. That's why you're here. Because yeah, it all, it all kind of worked out. Yeah, I, so, I guess, I guess uh, Jay Wolf is just a regular name. I don't know. I guess I'm just a guy. Like, you son of a bitch. Yeah, so so he was like, he's like, yeah, you know, let's, uh, he's like, we're going to do this. But, you know, he's like, I, you know, I can, you know, throw you some money. Have you help yeah, me out and do yeah, this. Yeah, so yeah. I ended up doing all the work and got thrown some money. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I, I was a little resentful on that. And one night I was talking to a buddy after we had opened that place. And the guy was like, just open your own bar. And I yeah. was like, I was like, I don't know anything about opening a bar. And yeah. he was like, yeah, you do. You just did it for someone else. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, well, I, I got no money. And he was like, I got some money. What? And I was like, all right. That's amazing. I was like, well, I know one thing about money. If you have none, no one will give you any. If you have some, you can usually find more. Yeah. So we kind of like went that route. And that's how I ended up getting my own bar restaurant in LA. And wow. shortly thereafter, that failing up and big success, I realized... Yeah. Not so successful when you have, you know, massive L.A. rent, lots of overhead yeah, yeah, and yeah, all that, yeah. um, especially being a bar open to like, you know, 2 a.m. every night. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a lot. 
And then that's where I mentioned I saw this little food truck down the street, and I was like, I want that life. Yeah, but then you think it's still not failing. Like, I don't know. So then I had all the success, and I thought, I don't really like this. I think I'll go do that. And also that was successful. Like, you make it sound like, I don't know, that didn't really work out. It didn't work out because it was like, oh, I did this amazing thing. It was going amazingly. I'm I mean, like, it wasn't. The, the, you don't make a lot of money in that. Sure. That scenario. Sure. Yeah, you, yeah. you can have like a less glamorous situation and yeah. do, do better financially. But do you so think people, so that, people think you're like poor when you run a food truck? But it's like, well, you're probably making a little more money than the guy who's, you know, at the bar right now. Right, right, right. Well, because yeah. it's yours and there's yeah. you have a lot more mobility. But also, I kind of want to speak just a little <clears> bit um, because your story is incredible. But I, I, that was a while ago when you were in California. But do you think that that mass exodus that we're kind of hearing about in California, do you think that's a continuation of what you saw? When things are going out there, do you do you does that make sense? The exodus because I hear back and forth like people say everybody's leaving California, and then other people say no, they're not. People have always kind of come to California, realize that you know done things, realize it's expensive, and then leave. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I definitely, uh, I definitely understand why it would be easy to leave California. I understand why yeah. a lot of people will stay. I mean, there's a lot of people who are willing to you know live live with a little less to still live in California. Yeah. There's a massive, um, you know, positive side to what California itself offers. Yeah. Uh, you know, with the natural beauty, with its location, you're going to have access to like anything you want. Right. Um, there's a lot going on, but yeah, uh, if you have different priorities, um, you know, definitely a lot of reason to leave. For instance, I loved California when I was in my twenties, as I was nearing yeah, my thirties, yeah, yeah. a lot of the things I loved about it is why I ended up leaving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, I wanted to buy a house. Well, oh, yeah. I started looking at what I could get and you know, we were looking at seven, $800,000 for a one bedroom yeah, studio in a bad ridiculous. neighborhood. Yeah. Um, you know, we're obviously, you can do a lot better elsewhere, literally anywhere else. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's funny. They, they talk about, you know, what minimum wage, you know, where it should, should fall. Well, in in California, minimum wage has been pretty high for a long time, which, um, you know, there's, there's positive and negatives to that it it, it obviously helps in one respect, but it's also, you know, definitely cuts into margins of being able to run a successful business. Well, and that's, I, I talk I think about minimum wage and, the, and raising minimum wage a lot. I probably talk about it too often, but there's mm-hmm. a there's a give and take there. But for California, I just I have to wonder if it's chicken and the egg thing, where it's like the cost of living in California was where it was, and they had to keep raising it because people just literally they couldn't get people to take those jobs that were low. But then also, once you increase what you're paying everybody, then you have to increase the margins on everything and cost of everything. It's yeah. I don't know. That's that's something. And it's Seattle seeing sort of the same thing is that it's like people are making fifteen twenty dollars an hour, but you know houses. A one bedroom shack in the middle of the worst part of part of that is you know eight hundred nine hundred thousand dollars. I mean a million dollars gets you a house, not yeah. not the most amazing house, which is just insane. So then and then you left at some point. Then you that's when you went to Chicago though. Yeah. So when I saw the lobster thing yeah. uh, with the food truck, I was like, I want to get in this you know food truck business right. slash lobster, and. Um, you know, it was kind of oversaturated in LA at that right. point already, but Chicago had extremely restrictive rules against food trucks for a long time. Around the time that I was looking to make this move, they just kind of opened the mm-hmm. doors to That's allowing awesome. the food trucks yeah. to kind of hit the streets. And that I, th- I thought that was a great opportunity to kind of, you know, hit the market as it was fresh. And uh, specifically when it came to lobster, like not only was food trucks new, but the whole idea of lobster rolls was new. Um, that's where the first inclination, <clears throat> excuse me, 
of you know having to explain that it's not sushi came. Yeah, right? we literally <laughs> had to put signs on the truck in the restaurants yeah. that said it's not sushi, silly. Because Grubhub actually listed us as a Japanese restaurant for like the first two months oh my God. before I even noticed wow. uh, <laughs> what, what they had us on there for. Um, so, yeah, so, uh, you know, I hit Chicago, did that there, and we found a lot of uh, success um, yeah. with with the, you know, first brick and mortar and f- going into the food truck. And we kind of kept getting offered opportunities to open spots. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, th- I think I was a little more hungry for like, you know, making us, uh, you know, a bigger company than right. we were ready for. And oh. in the end, you know, I was still kind of like a one man show as far as like the overall operation yeah. side. I obviously had a lot of great You're employees like the, working yeah. for District me. manager at that point. <laughs> yeah. And it just became a lot. And, uh, you know, as other people in the industry will probably know at a certain point, you just burn out. Yeah. And I just, you know, I probably could have kept it going, but at a certain point you just lose, lose your drive for it. Right. And especially as like a, you know, uh, you know, I guess we weren't a mom and pop, but just like a, a one, well, one the, person shop. The point is you're doing it because you love doing it. When you <laughs> right. stop, you could kind of hobble along and do something that you don't like doing, but then it defeats right. the entire purpose of why you're doing it in the first place. Yeah. I mean, it got to the point where I just show up to work and I just wasn't, yeah. I wasn't happy. I wasn't enjoying it. Um, and you know, there really was no other choice but to just kind of like put a stop to it. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of clean house, start over. And that's, you know, yeah. how I got into to Indy. Yeah. And, you know, the intention was not to get back into it. But, but people kept calling you and saying, can I please give you my money? <laughs> and then you're like, I guess. I guess I'll take some more money. Well, yeah. we've we've been talking about food uh, throughout all of 2020, definitely throughout uh, all of covid and a lot of it was a bummer there for a while a lot of our favorite businesses were closing um so it's very exciting when there's uh someone coming along that's yeah with some good news somebody's opening up uh twofold people are excited about lobster rolls Mm -hmm. and and then and then also like i don't know if you want to talk about the space a little bit because like if you know then you're already excited and you want to go to mass Ave and be downtown but if you don't know the garage is brand new it's been years in the making people are really excited about it The dog's excited about it. The dog's excited (laughs) about it. People are walking in. It's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Dogs and cats living together. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I think like the the thing is, I think we're the only ones that haven't been there because my Instagram is blown up with people that have been to the bottle works. Everybody's been there, but us. I was, I was being COVID cautious. At first I was like, it seemed like a lot of people rushed there. Yeah. I'll go next week. Yeah. But I think that, that well, I mean, they're very, uh, you know, on top of COVID restrictions. Right. Right. Um, right, right. You know, they have someone there, they have counts. They're, you know, making sure they hold a capacity capacities. You know, uh, I think over cut in half, whatever the legal capacity is supposed to be, uh, you know, they're very on top of making sure that's done. Right. There's, you know, they san- shut down san- the sanitation kissing booth. everywhere. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the what? What'd you the say? The kissing booth. They shut that down. <laughs> For now. Yeah. It'll we'll open up. And- I mean, we, we put it in the back. Yeah. <laughs> if you really want to go back there, you might get kissed. <laughs> but yeah, that's what, uh, what yeah. she was saying is that they, it is probably a COVID, a COVID as friendly, as COVID friendly as you can be right now on a restaurant situation because it is kind of spread out. You're not like packed into a place. Yeah. It's go- over 30,000 square feet. Right. And, you know, you can go with a bunch your friends and you know you can all get you know 10 12 different things to eat uh there's alcohol uh there's live music some nights there's you know they have big big screens showing like games 
uh and it's indoors so also yeah. when it's really uh warm out i mean cold out yeah uh you know stay in one spot and go do a bunch of different things it's like the mall food court if the food court had really good food and there what no one cared about going to the mall that's what <laughs> it is <laughs> that's, cool. that's what it is like what if i just went to the food court and then never left like cool we're gonna make that that's it what uh did you ever get to be in or direct any movies no wow <laughs> Then we failed up, dude. He did. You still have to fail. Hey, look, <laughs> I had that same dream of going to film school too when yeah. I was like around twenty. 20 I mean, I, I, you know, I made like stupid little short films, uh, oh. you know, for class. But um, which yeah. I guess I directed that. But yeah, did you get to meet any celebrities when you're out there just with the events and the bars and? Yeah, no, we definitely saw a lot of celebrities, say, especially in the events. Celebrities. Yeah, in the events we had uh, lots of celebrities because they were, you know. Most people go to, uh, like when I decided to get out of like trying to make, make a life in like production yeah. mm-hmm. I, and I found my way into, uh, you know, the event side, I realized like, well, everyone only makes movies so they can go to the cool parties. So yeah. I'm like cutting out all that work that's to like best. just be at the party. Essentially the food court without the mom. And I was working in like the D list on like the word, like, you know, I, this is not a joke. I, yeah. I worked on like a Febreze commercial that would only air in Germany. I worked on like oh. these D-list horror films <laughs> from like the director of the Leprechaun. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. We love the Leprechaun. We've talked about it <laughs> multiple episodes. You're talking to the right crowd. Like, I made some bullshit like Leprechaun. Like, give me the fucking Leprechaun. <laughs> we love the Leprechaun. Can we still get that stuff? <laughs> but that's, yeah. But well, that I, director will be happy to tell you every time uh, he gets a chance that, you know, that was Jennifer Aniston's first movie. It yeah. was. Oh, yeah. It yeah. was, yeah. Sure it's was. great. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know how she, she moved She didn't on. come back for any of the sequels, unfortunately. <laughs> Surprisingly, yeah. yeah. I think she yeah. was not in Lep- <laughs> Le- Lep- Leprechaun in the Hood for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. That would have been amazing. <laughs> or Leprechaun in Space. Played Rachel. That would have been great. <laughs> but did you, do you have, and you definitely don't have to name anybody, but do you have a good celebrity? I mean, you're working any, I think when you're in the service industry, you have good customer stories. You can't get out of the service industry without a good customer story. But mm-hmm. when you introduce celebrities into that, there's got to be a, a good celebrity story with the food industry or the, the events, one of the events you have any of those definitely don't have to name anybody. Um, yeah, I got a ton. Um, I don't know. A lot of them actually probably shouldn't be shared. <laughs> um, well, you don't have to share anybody's name. And, and, and uh, you know, a lot of celebrities do listen to this. So we've got a big <laughs> Kanye West following. So you don't have to yeah. call them out if it's, if that's a story, but I don't know. The, uh, definitely probably more interesting ones. Yeah. Like, there, but I I did have a great moment. This was right around the time um, that Forty uh, Year Old Virgin movie came out. Yeah, and uh, Craig Robinson yeah. Uh, was the doorman in front of the uh, you know the nightclub. Yeah, and he wouldn't let him in, and yeah. you know, she's like doorman, doorman. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so I had my bar, and I remember one day it was like I don't know three or four in the afternoon, and um, you know we were right by UCLA, so a lot of kids would be you know coming in and out. And at one point, Craig Robinson just kind of rolls on in with, you know, his, uh, you know, a couple of people and they're just there to drink. And uh, I don't know, at some point he just decides to get up and go stand by the door. And like as he's standing there and I don't even think these kids like quite understood who he was at first. Yeah. But he just starts checking IDs. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, then all of a sudden, like, I don't know, I think it was like maybe like. Um, he was probably there five minutes doing it. A bunch of kids walked in. Someone picked up on the fact that yeah. he was, you know, guy. he was doorman. And then <laughs> this one like frat, frat kid was like, doorman, doorman. Did he laugh and, at that? I don't know how I would take that. I mean, he's, he's playing along. Yeah. But. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was hilarious. I, I was telling everybody, I was like, 
we just had like Craig Robinson <laughs> yeah. running door, oh, door at, at four in the afternoon. That's, that's amazing. amazing. On like a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. All right. Um, can you drop that plug music for me, DJ? Uh, uh. One time. Nope. Yeah, we'll figure that it out. That is hilarious. Mm. Yeah. Guys, Harder Brunch is filmed before a live studio audience. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's um, it. There you go. I, I neglected to say on the last week that this was uh, made for us by BJ, friend of the show, big hero of mine, BJ Robbins. Oh, BJ Robinson. Made this plug before. It does us. sound like the beginning of like Bomb Spaghetti. Like yeah. We're about to like rap battle. Hey, uh, Jay Wolf, if you had one chance, would you take it or would you let it slip? <laughs> I would take it. Uh, once again, let everyone know where people can uh, get those lobster rolls at. Uh, yeah, you can come see us at the Garage Food Hall at Bottleworks. We're over at uh, basically like Mass Ave in College, right there at that intersection. And we also have the food truck, but you can go to Jay's Lobster or JSLobster.com, <laughs> if you will. Or give us a call at 855-LOBROL. Nice. What's your Instagram? Your Instagram is amazing. It's at JSLobster. <laughs> <laughs> Jay at Jay's Lobster. Since you can't put the apostrophe on yeah, there, yeah. we I might as well. I take it to JS. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so JSLobster.com, or sorry, at JS Lobster JS on Lobster. Instagram. Yeah. And uh, you got a lot of great photos it's of amazing. what we do. It's awesome. That, that lobster really, yeah, the dog is so excited about these lobsters. That was the lobster, yeah. Uh, oh, God, look at that. It's just taking the court. That was, we, uh, I hope I'm still plugged in. The dog it's is. A really, it's a really beautiful, uh, it's a really beautiful food. Really, really <laughs> Photographs very beautifully. Yeah. Thank you for buying that time so I could <laughs> stop the dog from choking me and ripping the mic out of the table. Uh, I'm just going to promote the Snap. We're doing that Snap podcast. It's basically uh, right now just uh, talking about WandaVision with my friend Gunner. There's a ton of stuff going on on that show. If you're not watching it, you should be. Uh, that's all I got to plug. Oh, yeah. Uh, I want to plug the Drunk Dial podcast. Yeah. We record every Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, me, Dyke, and Bridget Horan. Peace be upon her. Um. Yeah, guys. Uh, if you guys wanna, if you wanna um, support us and get an extra episode every week, patreon.com backslash harder brunch. Also, uh, I do have a show downtown this Thursday at Almost Famous on Mass Ave. And guess where I'll be eating dinner before I go? Yeah, I'm gonna have me a lobster roll. Well, that's amazing. I know that's, that's a perfect a great day. Right yeah, there. that's a, that sounds like a great time. Um, I'm excited. It's gonna be a fun week. Just because of the lobster? Mainly because of the lobster. Yeah. And then comedy. It's going to be sad if the lobster is the best part of that time. Like if you go and, like, <laughs> I had delicious lobster and then you just bomb. Yeah. or But it's a, if you bomb, it's always better to bomb on a full stomach, I feel like. Okay. <laughs> of, lo- of lobster. Yeah. Of lobster. Yeah. 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 Full yeah. lobster. Yeah. You're never a bad time when your stomach's full of lobster. It's still a win. Yeah. It's yeah. still a win. It's still pizza. Well, it's lobster. <laughs> All right. Ooh, we'll see you next pizza. week. Oh, my God. Lobster pizza. Bye.